Previously on that Cthulhu John. Reels back, sinks its jagged teeth into you. You feel the pain from the bite, but you also feel a burning. Ah! Holy shit, Walter. You see a car turn its ignition on. It whips itself around. It looks like Ivan and Eugene have joined the fight. You see him pull a sawed-off shotgun out of his trench coat. (laughs) Yes. You see a hole get shot right through this thing's stomach. You see that what was once a monster just looks like a normal dude on the ground with with a hole through his stomach. Get them in the car. Get them in the trunk of the car. Uh, I'll go with them. Uh, They might be my only chance for right now. He pulls out the heart and uh, light it up. Watch the heart burn. Thanks for joining us for that Cthulhu John episode 15. We are a real play Call of Cthulhu podcast. I am George, your keeper of arcane lore, and with me are my friends and investigators. Chad? I'm alive. Chuck? Yeah, what's going on? And Jenny? Hi. All right, guys, when we last left off, Walter, you were at the Russian's apartment up in the northeast there. They showed you some neat stuff. Uh... Something that they claim is a tooth from the great old one, Ithaca. Uh, that kind of helps to point towards the direction of things that are under the influence of the power of Ithaca. Well, something tells me I'm not going to get very much sleep tonight uh, or this morning. I guess I would try to coordinate some efforts and see if there's uh, some places we can identify as, you know, target locations to check out try the tooth see if there's any residual uh you know magic i'm sorry chad i'm not following what you're saying there well uh going back to the couple different attacks and then the three names we got from the phone book that had corresponding addresses and stuff like that mm-hmm. um that was my first thought but separate from that though uh he says to eugene there there was something i meant to ask you though um originally the incident in the gallery when i was leaving it looked like um or maybe sounded like you had said something and then everything got quiet what was that he uh takes off a glove and he shows you his hand and the tips of all of his fingers are blackened and he said i had to pay a price to banish the monstrosity it only gets them to go away from you for a while. It does not kill them. It does not harm them really in any sort of way. But they must exit the area that you are in. Hmm. This will, will that heal? It will not, unfortunately. It is frostbitten beyond repair. He looks genuinely saddened by that. This is the price you pay to use magic that is associated with such dark forces. So that was actual magic? Kind of raises an eyebrow pretty skeptically. He says, yes, Mr. Walter, actual magic. 
how is such a thing learned in, in, in days like these? I mean, that's, uh, I don't know. I just, I've so many things I've seen recently. I, uh, it's, it's hard to deny, but you know, there are things like this don't usually happen in the real world, I guess. Uh, he says to you, um, Mr. Walter, the magic that we use has been handed down in our village for many, many years. We have our village elder to trust us with the zub. And he holds up the, uh, the tooth-looking thing again. The village elder also knows other magics, but knows that they are harmful to him. Harmful to others around, even. So it is used very sparingly. Yes, that uh, sounds like that would be for the best. Uh, I mean, maybe uh, he thinks uh, to take inventory, I guess. He says, uh, what, what weapons do we have? I mean, this seemed limited. Uh, seemed like it had limited effectiveness. And he kind of pulls the derringer from his pocket again. He says, I noticed uh, Ivan had a shotgun. That's good. That seemed to work. He says, uh, the skin of the Windwalker is very thick, and it can only be harmed with great force. Hmm. When it first bit me, uh, the first thing I thought was fire. Does that have any effect on it? That was the curse you were feeling coursing through your blood. Hmm. Well, that's something else, too. But, uh, I mean, the children of the Windwalker, uh, do they uh, fear fire? Uh, fire is useful against them, but they do not uh, have any specific weakness to it. Okay. As far as we know. Hmm. Ivan turns to you and says, This seems to be the biggest weakness. And he holds up the uh, sawed-off shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, uh, I mean, I do have, you know some money that I've made throughout the years I suppose we could uh, invest a little bit in uh, things that could aid us I mean what would be most useful unsheathed the little pencil from his uh, planner what are you trying to ask these guys would it be useful for finding these well I mean like what uh, what resources do these guys need pretty much I mean you know he, he mentioned uh, being somewhat limited in what they have and can do. I mean, like, what would be helpful to these guys? I see, I see. Uh, there is nothing really earthly that can be helpful to us. The resources that we have are limited, but which I mean our magics are limited. Um, as you can see, and he holds up his hand again, he says, there's a great price to pay when we use it. And we can only use so much. Well, uh, maybe a better question then. How often do the children of Ithaca need to feed? And he looks kind of afraid. He says, at first they do not have to feed very much. But the more that they feed, the more they turn into the monster. After being said monster for long enough, they will remain monster forever. Well, um, what do you mean? I mean, can this curse be reversed? The curse... We don't know if it can actually be reversed. We know that if you kill off a child of the Windwalker and they have 
infected someone else, the other person that was infected will be cured of their curse. Think of it like a line that goes down. You see at the top, and he draws a line on a, on a, on a piece of paper, and he says at the top here is the initial windwalker. Then he bites two people, and he you know, draws two lines out. These windwalkers then bite two people. However, if you cut it off at the top here, foot, and he puts a big X through the top, and he says the rest will fall as well. Uh, fall as in they'll die or they'll no longer be afflicted the, by the curse? The curse will be lifted from them. Oh, no. Walter, uh, the, they tell you all this information about the uh, windwalkers and everything. And eventually, it's, you know, it's getting pretty late now. It's like almost five in the morning at this point. They say uh, to you, um, well, Mr. Walter, we must rest up. We have a big day ahead of us tomorrow. Yes, of course. Um, well, um, you know how to contact me. Is there a phone in this room? He says I could probably uh, call a cab and uh, get back to the South Philly area. Uh, he says to you, uh, yes, we can call you a cab. So he calls you a cab. After about, I don't know, maybe the 20 minutes one pulls up, takes you back home. Do you do anything before you go to bed? Uh, yeah. Or do you go to bed? Uh, that would probably be my ultimate goal, but I'm going to at least try to, uh, to check in with Heather. You call her at like 5 in the morning, like 5.30 in the morning? Yep. All right. Um... Heather and Lenny, did Lenny, you went home already. Heather, you're probably in bed right now. Five thirty. Uh, yeah, but I'm probably like awake. Not really sleeping. Yeah, I can't yeah. see like falling asleep after, after, after that. what you saw. Yeah. Yeah. So Walter, you call up and uh, you get Heather on the line. She is sounds like she hasn't been sleeping. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would make sense. Uh, as much as I'm sure Walter would love a nap or a full night's sleep at this point, I'm sure he's pretty wired as well, but probably also exhausted. I'd probably answer on the first ring, like, hello? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Heather, it's Walter. Uh, is, is everything all right on your end? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess. What about what about you, like? Uh, well, I, uh... I'm back at my place, and uh, everything's seemingly good, but um, there's uh, something that's kind of come up that I, I think you should know about, and uh, it's pretty pretty troubling. It's something that uh, I probably shouldn't decide by myself, but probably also something not for a phone call. What, uh, you have to work today, right? It's a weekend. Busy day. Uh, but it's every other Saturday, and I think I... I think worked I worked last, last one, so I think I'm off. Mm. You are? Yeah. Okay. That's good. Yeah, I could meet up now. I mean, if you want to meet here, I could get a cab to your place. Like, I'm not. I'm obviously not going to sleep. Anyway, it doesn't uh, seem like it's in the cards for me tonight. It's, well, uh, either way, I mean, uh, I do drive. I could, uh, I could just come to your place. Um, maybe some coffee or something and a, a sit-down conversation. 
Yeah, I could use the company. All right, so Heather, you take a you take a cab over to Walter's place. Uh, I think he said he drives to my place. Oh, Walter, you drive to her place. Either way, I mean, he could pick her up. Uh, I mean, uh, not thinking of, he's got a roommate or whatever. Uh, might be better if she hangs out at my place. But oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay, I'll just get a cab to his place. I don't. It's fine. Okay, so you get your cab to Walter's place. Uh, you get there. Give a little rap on the door, and Walter answers the door, lets you in. Close behind you and stuff. There's like a little blanket behind the door to kind of keep the draft down a little bit. Yeah. Puts that back over the crack after you come in. (laughs) Are you all bandaged up, too? Yeah, yeah. He's probably in some some new clothes at this point, uh, but might not have, like, showered or whatever. Just kind of keep the bandages intact for a little bit longer or whatever. Um... I hug him carefully then. Yeah, right. <laughs> he kind of winces. Are you okay? This is, uh, I'm, uh, I'm pretty, pretty sore, pretty busted up. That's that's for certain. But uh, he kind of gestures out towards the uh, like dining room, kitchen area. He's, he probably smells some coffee in the air. Says, um, uh, "Is it too early, late for coffee?" No, I, I'm not gonna sleep anyway. Let's. I'll take a pot. <laughs> <laughs> take it all. He, he kind of chuckles at that, thankfully, for, uh, you know, appreciative of some levity. But, uh, yeah, he shuffles on out to the kitchen and pours two glasses, or cups, mugs, whatever. Uh, cream, sugar, any of that? It's got a little sugar tin. I'll just take it black today. <laughs> you notice he's doing the same, and he kind of slides a little silver and copper lidded sugar pail I guess <laughs> uh, back under the cupboard some old lady shit yeah yeah right it's like it was his grandmom's it's like super worn down and dented and shit um, he sits down and he says uh, listen the uh, the thing I wanted to tell you about you know talking to the Russians they uh, explained a little more to me and um, here we go <sighs> Yeah, he says it's 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 hard to say this, but I think if they, you know, maybe do what they did to that thing that attacked us tonight, to Millie, that all the other people that might have been cursed by her won't be cursed. Kind of raises a uncertain eyebrow, but uh, he says I I, I think. That's pretty much the the gist of what they were saying, and I, I didn't want to mention anything to them about Millie, but you know, I I'm afraid that all this kind of stems from her. Uh, how do we know that she's like? I mean, I know she's being different, but like I've never seen her look like that thing. I mean, well, he said something. To the effect of the more that they eat, the uh, you know the stronger their urges kind of get, <sighs> and that kind of reminded me a little bit of what you were saying at the bar the other night about uh, how she's been eating lately. And uh, oh my god, it's like non—it's nonstop. It's like insatiable hunger. They had a chart. 
you know, he, he even took the time to draw it. And I, I do like with my hands, like the, you know, the source and then the two lines and like mm-hmm. how they spread to the next two. <laughs> and so on. And so on. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he tries to take a sip of his coffee, but it's too hot. So it's just that little. <sniffs> ah, he just kind of puts it down. So you're saying that we have to cut my Aunt Millie's heart out. Well, obviously, I didn't ask them that because that would kind of play our hand, but um, they, they seem to have something which could kind of confirm these suspicions. Yeah. Uh, they had some kind of strange... Uh, they said it was a tooth from, like, the original, I guess, if that's how I understood it right. When they took it out, it pointed right to me because of the uh, the bite. He kind of gestures to his shoulder. He said that the magic was still kind of fresh in me, but I think if they uh, if they point that thing at Millie, they would probably find the same kind of magic. I, th- I think you know because she had the statue first, and the blood breaking the original protection blessing. Is there a way that we could borrow it from them? Without them knowing? Uh, he looks very skeptical of that when you say that. He says, uh, it seemed like uh, like a precious heirloom. Uh, I doubt they would uh, be willing to part with it. And they kind of keep it uh, very well, mm, you know, uh, encased. And... So we would, but we would have to tell them the story. We would have to tell them that Millie had the statue to get her tested for evil <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's that easy I think she's already been tested for evil remember she gave that lady a heart attack she gave what she gave that lady That's... a heart attack oh my god oh, yeah. yeah and then I killed her right well you yeah maybe we don't know that yet <laughs> he's just he doesn't say anything but he's kind of nodding to you okay uh like I, you know, I, I didn't want to make that decision myself. You know, obviously, Millie is a, a nice uh, person, and I, I love when we talk about books and she comes into the store and things like that. But I mean, everything we've seen recently and and after tonight, uh, maybe I shouldn't even drink this thing. And he kind of pushes the coffee a little bit more towards you, away from him, kind of thing. This is, uh, I don't know. I, I definitely need some sleep, but... Is there any way you could think of where we could get them and their heirloom around her without saying that she... I mean, you don't think they'll kill her anyway. Like, if she's not evil, like, who are these guys? Like, are they gonna kill anyone that touched that statue? Well, I mean, it seems like they've gone through considerable lengths. Um, and I mentioned the business about the frostbite on Eugene's fingers and uh, how committed he seems. Uh, but I guess the one thing we could try, uh, I mean, I put a few points on the map that they had. Uh, three of the names from the list of the gallery uh, corresponded with addresses in the phone book. So, I mean, I could maybe put Millie's address on there and not really mention all the business about the source of all this uh, nightmare. I think that's a great idea. But he looks back to you. He's like, but, you know, if 
if the thing that they have confirms that she is a part of this too i mean i I think that would kind of put her on the list of their targets oh my god It, it seems selfish and terrible all at the same time but it might just be uh, I mean, is it the the way to go to just tell them that we think she might be the source? Uh, I mean, hell, they with the missing pieces of the puzzle that we could kind of share with them, they might be able to confirm. You know, just I, 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 this is this is too much. I don't. You're asking <laughs> me if I want a couple of Russian guys to maybe cut my aunt's heart out. Like I, I just watched a beast bite your shoulder off. I, oh yeah, I, don't 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 forget the the slash wounds. And he, yeah. he gestures to the the other wound that nearly killed him. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I mean, and honestly, uh, despite how crazy all this stuff is that he's saying to you, physically and emotionally, probably psychologically, all that stuff. I mean, Walter would appear you know, exhausted and possibly delirious at this point. I mean, though he is in a moment of clarity, unfortunately, you know, like the things that he's saying and just how busted up he is. I mean, he, you know, came real close to dying tonight. Yeah. And this is only a few hours later. I was kind of thinking the same, like I'm going like back and forth, like, oh yeah, we should test her. And then no, like, I don't, but the same time i'm like i don't want to kill my aunt (laughs) and walter doesn't want to kill his friend so that's why he's coming to you with this because he's really not sure what to do either fuck man this shit's heavy oh man it's terrible heavy stuff uh but you guys probably need to get to bed at some point right i mean i know walter's exhausted despite the fact that we're having this conversation Mm -hmm. he could probably just fall asleep in the chair right now mid-sentence so, Heather, do you still stick around, or you, um... No. Uh, you, I mean, I think you got a lot to think about. Yeah, no, I definitely go home. Okay. Uh, he says, well, uh, let me, uh, let me give you a ride at least. Uh, you don't need to take a cab everywhere. And I damn oh, sure okay. don't want you walking out there. I don't know if I'll ever walk again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, he would definitely <laughs> drink some of his coffee. Yeah, he might actually take the cup with us. Okay, I guess I'm, like, just confused. Like, I want to say, yeah, test her, but, like, I feel like isn't that weird for a person to just be like, yeah, it's like cut my aunt's heart out. Like, it's hard to... No, I mean, it makes sense. Like, that's your aunt, you know, like, you've known her and you're fond of her and all that stuff. You closer to her before she got all hungry. (laughs) Yeah. That's why I came to you and not Lenny with this But she's also been, like... Like, I believe in all this. I believe every right. single thing that's going on. Well, so. you got a lot to think about there. Um, Unfortunately, Heather. Walter kind of believes all this, too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we're going to say that takes us into Saturday morning. Uh, Lenny. Yes? You're, uh, you're usually first one to wake up, but... Um, how about this? How about everyone, since it was a bad night and everything, everyone give me a constitution roll. See who wakes up first. It's a 30. 70. 23. Hard pass. Hard pass. Walter, were you hard pass? Uh, it's half of his constitution, yeah. Yeah, okay. And 
So, who has the higher of the two constitutions? I got 60. 70. Okay, so, once again, uh, Letty, you wake up first. <laughs> it's fate. Yeah, um, I slept next to my salt off, I believe. You only slept for about five hours. Yeah. I mean, I tossed the turn for most of it. So it's around 10 in the morning. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, not an easy night's sleep. Thinking about what you had seen and kind of fighting with it, whether you believe what you saw or not. I think, um, surprised that I fell asleep, I kind of sit up real quick and look out the window. Okay. Uh, look out the window. It's starting to snow a little bit. Oh, fuck. I ain't going to work today, you hear me? <laughs> it's Saturday. Just some flurries that you're seeing right now. Alright. Yeah, I got that, I got that salt off in hand. In my, in mm -hmm. my boxers. Got uh, that thing on you. Yeah, that thing. Uh, make some coffee. Pace around. Um, kind of pull some of my hair out. I don't know. He don't know it. I don't know what's going on. He don't know what's going on. I don't know what that was. Shit was wild. All right. Uh, so, Lenny, you're just kind of being tense at your at yeah, your house. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you get a call on the phone uh, around eleven o'clock. Oh man, I'm gonna let it go to the um, answering machine. I'm gonna listen to it. I'm gonna screen my phone call real quick. <laughs> okay. All right. So you screen your phone call. You just hear on the phone uh, after it starts recording. I'm ready to pick it up. You hear a voice go, Lenny, it's uh, your boss. I pick it up. <laughs> Say uh, hello. Uh, Lenny, there you are. Listen, uh, just a quick question for you. When was the last time you talked to Skinny Joey? Uh, uh, I guess it was uh, the other day when he had me in his office there. Yes, and I had you on the speakerphone. Yeah. Uh, that was also the last time I talked to him, too, but, uh, you know, sometimes he disappears. You know, one time he went to Vegas for a week without telling anyone, so who knows? I bet that was a good time, huh? Yeah, but, you know, just uh, keep an eye out for him. That's all I want to say. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll give you a shot. Thank you, Lenny. And uh, he hangs up with you. Yes. Gotta keep that good rapport with the big guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next to wake up is going to be Walter. Uh, how did I sleep last night with all the caffeine? Oh, not and... good at all. Like, you were tossing, turning. Let's see how many hours of sleep you got. Only two solid hours of sleep. I believe it. Probably yeah. rolled over on his shoulder in an awkward way or some dumb shit. You're in pain. You know, you can't get comfortable. But uh, the sun eventually, you know, well, the sun kind of wakes you up and then, um, you know, you try closing the blinds and it just starts to peek through at a right angle that you decide you're, <laughs> there's no way you're going to be getting any more sleep. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, there were some things I wanted to do today. Um, you know, some things you can control and some things you can't. And uh, Walter had a plan set in motion already, so he's going to follow through with it. Uh, makes his way into Center City. There's a few things I want to pick up. I'm going to stop by, uh, I don't know, uh, are we allowed to say like specific names of places or should I not name drop places that exist? You don't have to name life? drop places. Just say uh, what you're getting. Well, you know, there's that nice uh, place in on Chestnut Street where you can get all kinds of cheeses and meats and fun things like that. Okay. And um, 
I was gonna go there and pick up a nice pork tenderloin, a couple like okay. uh, maybe like a pound of those fancy olives with cheese stuffed in the middle, stuff like Ooh, that. Very nice. Bring and I was also over. thinking about grabbing Ooh. a bottle of wine. Okay, uh, grab a bottle of wine as well. What? And um, <clears throat> since I'm in the area, I'm gonna stop by Joe Clock's, pick up one of the two copies of um, copy of the scroll that I translated. Okay. I'm not going to bring the super old books, but I'll bring you something else. Okay. And uh, gather up everything I need for Millie's later. Okay. <laughs> um, that's going to be later on tonight. Do you do anything else with the rest of the day? Hopefully get back to some sleep and maybe rest up a little bit. All right. So you're, you're kind of worn out. Uh, Got to clean up, all that good stuff. Um, you know, have lunch whatever but you're pretty worn out for most of the day i'm gonna say just kind of try to rest up best you can yeah it'd probably eat like maybe just like some peanut butter toast and some that leftover coffee that's probably still in the pot from the morning okay mm-hmm. all right don't even heat it up it drops a few ice cubes mm-hmm. in it it's kind of them old school like aluminum yeah one of those guys with the lever <laughs> on it yeah exactly. it's all thick and burnt all right so heather around noon you get a phone call you get hold on okay you only sleep for about an hour uh when you finally do get to sleep there heather um but you get a call around noonish and uh it's your aunt millie and uh, she says to you heather i need some help uh getting ready for uh walter coming over tonight uh do you think you swing by my place and and uh help me out a little bit i gotta move the old carpet and get a new one in gross (laughs) um yeah absolutely i was gonna call you anyway and see how you're feeling says oh i'm feeling okay thanks for asking but uh when are you going to swing by Uh, you said it's like noon it's around now yeah um i just have to uh like shower and get dressed call a cab so i could be there by two Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, Walter's going to be coming over, I think, around 7. So, um, well, that'll give us plenty of time to get things uh, straightened out. All right. Do you want me to um, grab you anything to eat? Good thinking. That's good thinking. <laughs> she says, yeah, if you could grab me a cheesesteak on the way down, I mean, that'd be great. Yeah, no problem. Okay. So I want to test her. I want to test her with food. I'm going to buy three cheesesteaks, by the way. Okay. <laughs> You're just going to feed her until she bursts? That's fucking devious. I just want to see if she could do it like a, like a conehead. Just so I could get some fucking clues. Like if she could house three cheesesteaks before she eats Walter's pork tenderloin. Ooh. <laughs> She's eating it all. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know, into it. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Uh, but it looks like you beat me to it. That was kind of the idea for the pork tenderloin. I was hoping to test around a little bit too. Yeah, that was a- I bang. So it's around two o'clock when you get to Millie's house, and she opens up the door, and you know you can look around. It's her usual, you know, like country designed kind of thing going on there. You know, like. Even her light switches have little, like, birds and, like, farmhouses on them. Very big. Cottage core. Yeah, exactly. Nice. So, 
She says to you, uh, Heather, she says, Well, um, we got the new carpet in. It's over here. And it's a rolled up, a big rolled up rug. And she says, and uh, we just got to get the old one out. So we got to move a lot of furniture around. Um, if you can help with that. So give me a strength roll. Hey, come on, baby. 97. <laughs> oh, that's a crit fail. Okay, so yep. you go to move a bookcase. <laughs> and give someone a heart attack, probably. And it... <laughs> Thumbs up. <laughs> All right. You go to move a bookcase. Millie's like, you want help with that? And you're like, nah, I got it, I got it. And the bookcase falls over and a lot of books all fall out and everything all over the place. Millie goes, oh my goodness. Oh my God. Heather, are, are you okay? You weren't harmed or anything. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay. Oh my God, I'm such a klutz. Oh. She goes, oh, well, um, here. And uh, she helps you put the bookshelf back up right again. And she goes, well, I guess while you're doing that, uh, let me just go check on some things, something in the kitchen real quick. She goes in the kitchen. Oh, no, no. And uh, you start putting the uh, things. But, oh, yeah, you give her the cheesesteak. She eats. She ate one right away. <laughs> as soon as you got there when you gave her the cheesesteak. We're going to say she ate one right away. Gobbled it down. Real quick. <laughs> but only one. All right. We'll see. <laughs> so... You knock over the bookshelf and all the books lay everywhere. She asks you to help, you know, kind of put them back up on the shelf. And she's going to go to the kitchen for a second, check on something. Mm -hmm. I just start putting your stuff away. Uh, give me a spot hidden roll. This is fun. gets me every fucking time. I've never passed a spot hidden, by the way. Really? Ever, so far. Nope. Oh, is this my chance? This is my chance, guys. <laughs> Pass your spot, hit and roll. Make sure you check that box. Ah, I passed it. Nice. Oh, yeah. All right, so check that box next to spot hidden. Mm -hmm. And what you find is a journal that's kind of uh, splayed open. And it looks like it might be Millie's, like, personal journal. It's You recognize her handwriting. Do you want to read through it? Yes. Okay, so you read through it a little bit. And uh, this journal seems to document every single interaction she's had with Walter. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, it dates back. Oh. It dates back about three years. Oh. And as you're going oh through it, you realize that Millie seems to have had some sort of obsession with Walter for some time now. Oh. Shit. <laughs> She's always, as you're going through it, it says uh, it says things like, oh, how I wish he would roll his, run, run his fingers down my spine like he does the whoa, spine whoa, whoa, of whoa. the books. I can't play this game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an unhealthy obsession, wouldn't you say, Heather? I don't know, I would go for it, dude. Oh. My God. It does. Go for it. Go for it. It seems like an unhealthy obsession, maybe. Okay. But okay. it does. It did. It keeps saying in there that like she that he's the only one who gets her and that kind of thing. <laughs> and she's so hungry. Mm -hmm. So she comes um, back out of the kitchen. As she's coming out, what do you do with this journal? Oh, I just like put it 
I don't know, under books that are on the floor still. Okay. Like, I hadn't gotten to kind it. Kind of hide it real quick. We're going to say that you're moving shit around so much that she doesn't notice. Um, and okay. just kind of start putting books back up on the shelf. She helps you with that. Eventually, she comes across the journal, though, and goes, Oh, um, how did this get over here? And she goes and puts it in a drawer. You help her move some furniture around, get the old blood-stained carpet out to the trash. <laughs> Put the new one down and rearrange the furniture around it. Okay. Uh, Billy says, uh, thanks for all your help, Heather. Uh, it's taken about, we're going to say it took about an hour to do, all, two hours to do all that. Okay. Right? Between you and Millie. So it's about four o'clock. Yeah. Uh, she says to you, well, Heather, I gotta shower up for my date tonight. Um, wish me luck. Oh, well, I was wondering, do you want me to, like, uh, help you put on makeup, pick out an outfit? Because I want to check her out and see if she has any scratches stuff. Oh. Let's see if she wants me to, like, let me brush her, let me brush her hair for you, see if you got any head wounds. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, Heather... You go to brush Millie's hair for her and, uh, you know, pick out a dress, help her with a little bit of makeup. She insists that you do all of this downstairs. She doesn't want you to go up to her bedroom for some reason. Oh, my God. There's oh, pictures man. of Walter all over it. It seems uh, she just says she just says, you know, we can all do this all downstairs. There's a there's the mirror in the in the living room. Millie got bodies. Just. <laughs> So um, you're putting on the, uh, the makeup on her and dress and you start to brush her hair. As you brush her hair, uh, you brush her bangs that kind of cover her face a little bit. You brush them away and you notice a small mm -hmm. circular scar on her forehead. Give me an education roll. Come on, Dice, don't be a dick. <laughs> Eighty-one. Do you want to push the roll? Yes. Okay. How are you pushing it? Like, um, what are you doing that's... Are you taking a closer look at it, or...? I guess I'm taking, like, a closer look, but also, does it look similar to me to the scar I saw at the museum? <gasps> there you uh, go. You don't have to roll for it. It looks exactly <gasps> the same as the scar you saw oh, on the oh, creature oh, at no. the at the uh, oh. art gallery. I didn't even recognize Millie. She was so dressed up. She was so pretty. <laughs> pretty, pretty princess. With the, with the sticks in her hair, yeah. Are those horns? I couldn't tell. <gasps> They're both. <laughs> They're both. <laughs> um... I'm 100% convinced then. Okay. She's a snow princess. So, I mean, she says to you, Heather, she says, thanks for all your help. Um, well, Walter's going to be by any time soon. Oh, yeah. What time are you guys meeting? I forget what you said. Oh, he's going to be, he's going to be by around seven. Uh, after you got her all hooked up and everything with uh, makeup, we're going to say it's five o'clock now. Okay. Um, good. Good luck. She says, thanks, Heather, and thanks for all your help. Really, I mean it. Of course. I love you, Millie. She says, do you have any more of those uh, cheesesteaks? Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I, I, I saw you had more than she one. Yeah. I mean, uh... Uh, yeah. 
You can. I brought three. She says, you know, well, just in case my cooking goes wrong, then I have two cheesesteaks for me and Walter. That's exactly <laughs> why I bought it. She's good. <laughs> definitely nice recovery. Definitely why I bought it. Okay, so she yeah, takes the, yeah, the remaining two cheesesteaks from you and says goodbye. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. do you take a uh, you take a do you take a cab home? Yeah, I guess. All right, or do you take a cab somewhere else? I mean, I can't. Like, I don't know if Walter is home. I kind of want to. I don't know. It's a trap. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess I just take a cab home. All right, you take a cab. Take a cab home. Um, and when you get home, do you do anything else? Uh, I call Walter. I'm just gonna tell right. him. I don't want to sacrifice him. I mean, that's kind of Heather's M.O. is like, oh, let's see if this is a terrible person, but that's a little much. Right. <laughs> right, so, Walter, your phone rings? Pick it up. Hello? Uh, hey, Walter, it's Heather. Hey, how's it going? Um. Sleep out of his not, eyes. Not great. Um, I'm just going to say it. I just saw Millie, and I uh, was getting her ready for your date, and... I was brushing her hair, and she had this scar on her forehead, and I don't know, maybe I'm losing it, but it looked exactly like a scar that the monster beast thing had at the museum. Like, identical. Like, I couldn't get it out of my head. You mean like when we were first attacked at the the gallery? Yes. Oh, shit. He lets out a long sigh. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little more to it. Um, I found a journal that has your name written in it of Millie's. Um, she's liked you for a really long time, but a lot. Like, a lot. A lot. <laughs> uh, he's a little magooish. He's like, um, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, we've... We've we've talked a lot over the years. She she I'm in her journal. Yeah, I. <laughs> it's it's my aunt, so I kind of don't even want to repeat. <laughs> she just so like, really not, not a good way. He kind of sounds disappointed. It's PG thirteen. <laughs> it's very oh. PG thirteen, but I, it's a it's a lot of mentioning him. It's. It's a lot, a lot of, of like Heather, like not Heather, um, it says like Millie Hart Walter, like that kind of oh crap, like, scribbled in there. I guess. Yeah. And he finally Walter gets and Millie forever. Yeah. It's like oh, like that. I I see. Oh boy. I don't know. I just wanted to let you know. Like I don't know if you're going there to get a feel for what's happening, but. I just couldn't let you go into that blind. Jeez, you know, I, I'd i hoped to just kind of see things through and get some perspective on things, but I mean, I, I yeah, I don't know. It just, the more we think about it, and now, especially with what you're telling me, I just, uh, I'm not sure I can even go through with it. Well, Walter, it's uh, now approaching 6 o'clock, so you might want to, if you're going to go to Millie's, now's the time to do it. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He says, well, uh, well, thanks, Heather. I appreciate you calling me. No problem. If you could, like, I think she feels weird, but if you could just, just call me, uh, let me know how it goes. Yeah, I guess uh, that's, that's all I can do. Sure thing, Heather. And uh, he kind of sounds a little distracted, but uh, he says he'll, he'll definitely keep you in the loop. And he hangs up the phone. All right. So, Walter, do you head over to Millie's? Give her that pork. He uh, he makes a phone call. Who are you calling? I'm trying to get in touch with Eugene. Okay, so you call, and uh, Anastasia op- uh, answers the phone. Uh, you hear a female's voice. You assume it's Anastasia. Uh, and mm. She says, uh, hello, uh, who am I speaking with? Say, uh, hello again, this is Walter. Is Eugene there? She says, yes, let me get him. And uh, about a minute later, you hear on the phone Eugene go, uh, yes, uh, this is Eugene. Hey, Eugene, it's Walter. How are you? Doing better now, Mr. Walter, that we have better understanding of where the children of the Windwalkers are going to show up. Yeah, about that. Um, you know, uh, you you were right before when you uh, were following me or you know watching me. I think uh, the same might be needed tonight. I think I know where maybe the source is coming from. And that's where we're going to end our episode, right there. (laughs) So that's where we're ending the episode. But uh, uh, once again, just uh, wanted to tell people about our Patreon. Head over there. We've got some cool stuff, cool pins uh, that are exclusive to our Patreon supporters. Super cool. Guys, uh, it was fun playing. Uh, And uh, remember, until next time, sanity is overrated. Hey, this is George. Just a quick reminder to like, follow, and review us if you like what you're hearing. You can email us at contact at thatcthulujohn.com with any comments. And you can follow us on Instagram at thatcthulujohn.